Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Brian Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into the weeds of the Johnny Depp trial. We've been addicted to this, and it's like, why? I don't know. We're not usually this way, but uh, there's just something fascinating about it. And we want to talk about this in terms of the Johnny Depp trial and the media sensationalism and why people are so interested in it and what are the mental health implications of all this. So we're going to go into some of the details of the case, but not too much. We're just going to kind of talk about some of the things we thought about it. Uh, Did this do a service or disservice to society? Uh, What about the Me Too movement? What about Amber Heard? What about Johnny Depp? Uh, We're just going to kind of go into details about how this kind of played out and, and what the mental health implications are. I want to apologize for my absence lately. I had some things come up last week, and now this week I'm having a pretty bad fibromyalgia flare-up, but I wanted to record. I wanted to get back. We're almost done with the season. We're going to be doing a bunch of YouTube videos, including paranormal reviews and other things as well. So do check out my YouTube channel at Chef Fry Comedy. But it's just so good to be back, you guys, back in the saddle once again. I always feel weird when I take too much time off. Uh, But we uh, are doing this because we want to raise mental health awareness. We want to help people feel better. We want people to, to learn and grow and get something from this. We want people to really be able to assess their society and their place in it and to achieve robust health and mental health. That's what this is all about. So if you feel like contributing to the cause, we could really use your help. Uh, We are uh, dead broke, (laughs) y'all, and we need a couple bucks to keep the lights on. So if you can contribute, you can come on over to Patreon or PayPal at Chef Fry Comedy. But thank you so much for your friendship and support. Rebecca and I love you guys, and thank you so very much for all the well wishes. Let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going back into the weeds, back into the well, back into the shit show of the Johnny Depp Trial 2.0. So, please welcome my co-host and my beautiful wife, Rebecca. Please say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. So you guys, um, whether you guys want it or not, we're giving you another Johnny Depp episode. Uh, the truth is, is we're not really in that celebrity culture zeitgeist. We don't get into the weeds with gossip and, and entertainment news. That, that is so not us. But for whatever reason, <clears throat> we just found this one uh, fascinating. Uh, but we wanted to do an episode uh, about the trial uh, now that it's all said and done. But we wanted to kind of uh, try to approach it from a mental health point of view, you know. We want to kind of look at all the aspects, whether that be the, 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 the you know, the, the, the zeitgeist of the media, uh, talking about her, maybe her, talking about him, talking about all the various mental health elements throughout this case, um, even to go so far as to, uh, you know, offer our analysis on what's going on with uh, Elaine, 
uh, the defense uh, lawyer because she is a character, boy. But um, the truth is, is that, yes, we are going into this slightly biased because at the end of the day, you guys, uh, we just don't feel that Amber Heard met the burden of proof. You know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, we're Johnny Depp fans, but we're not we're not like, oh, we got to think and talk about Johnny all the time. Like, I, I, didn't, I haven't thought about Johnny Depp in 15 years, you know. Um, but uh, as things came out, uh, I started to, for, at first, I was like everybody else. Anybody who doesn't know anything about it is automatically fair. You're just like, fairness mm-hmm. on all yeah. sides. And then when you start seeing the evidence or the lack of evidence, or you start seeing the manipulation game being played on the jury and on the audience, it starts to sway you. You start to be manipulated by what's there or what is not there. And so at the end of the day, we're going to talk about that. Uh, But, uh, you know, the truth is, is that, yeah, I'm a little bit biased. You know, I'm biased going in because um, I just... I went into this already not believing her. Um, I gave her a fair chance, though. I really, truly did. And we did an episode about that. That was back when it was, um, she had only testified one day. And so she had put on her best face. She had her hair up in a bun. She was looking like, you know, the poster child for Battered Women Anonymous, you know. And what do you think is going on uh, about, Amber Heard, and why do you feel like people just aren't siding with her? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I would say Johnny Depp is probably 90 to 95% people are on his side, partially because the evidence doesn't bear out, but also because of her uh, performance or just the strangeness of her demeanor. She seems to be a different person every time she uh, ends up going up on the stand. What do you think is going on with her in general? And we'll go into that a little bit more as we, as we dig into this. Well, I have to say that I actually went into it biased towards her because I was kind of part of the whole believe the woman kind of thing. And I didn't want to, be biased against a woman claiming that stuff. Right. Well, yeah, with the Me Too movement, I mean, she convinced everybody. You know, um, I don't get into pop culture stuff all that much, although I am a huge movie fan. But I don't I don't have cable. We don't have cable, and so we don't talk about this stuff very much. And so at the end of the day, uh, I didn't hear a lot about it at the time. Um, I just knew kind of like with Kevin Spacey, oh, oh, we're supposed to shun him now. Okay. Um, but I didn't know any of the details. But then you're right. At the end of the day, I mean, the Me Too movement and her uh, op-ed really did convince a lot of people that uh, he was this monster. And uh, now that the the evidence and, and the trial is done and everything's said and done, just offer your general impressions of everything. That's a very big question. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, what do you feel uh, about her versus him? Um, what do you feel uh, the, you know, percentage of blame is? And what do you feel went right? What do you feel went wrong? And uh, who do you believe? And why do you feel like um, the way that you do? Well, I think I 
I believe him. Um, and I just think that she was incredible. Like yeah. the stuff that she offered wasn't credible. The stuff that she offered was proven to be false. <clears throat> like she offered one a picture for two different episodes, but it was the same damn picture. And there were yeah. two episodes on two different days, months apart. And I think she just I think she was acting. She just didn't seem like she was credible. Yeah, I was catching a performance there, too, because I noticed always on the days that she had to testify, she her hair was uh, uh, down. She looked more like she was trying to get that Russian gulag look, you know, like she was the poor, trying oh, to do the, the poor Ukrainian thing. woman, yeah. you know, and she just had that woe is me look about her. And then on the days that she didn't, she looked like, you know, like who she really is, which is a, a, a celebrity with... You know, money and, and, and beauty. And yeah. she's a very beautiful woman, but, you know, and I gave her a chance. I, I really did because I'm like you. I'm a feminist. I believe women. Always. Yeah. Always, absolutely. always, always. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say to people who just aren't getting into the weeds with this case, who are still all about feminism and the, we Too, uh, the Me Too movement? What would you say to those women who are just kind of, uh, got their stake in the in the sand, and they're just refused to move uh, despite the evidence. Well, it's just like anything. Some people are going to be stuck in their opinion no matter what, and no matter what you say or what you do is going to make them change. And I just think that those people should actually watch <clears throat> what's happening, pay attention to her and her mannerisms. And like we did, we went on YouTube and we watched a whole bunch of like body analysis videos and people that that's body their, language analysis. You're right. Yeah. Body language analysis. Like that is literally their career. That's their job. That's what they do. Yeah. That's and their training. Listen to what they say. Watch. Cause like there's some that'll, they'll play a clip. <clears throat> then they'll analyze her body language. Pay attention to that and right. actually give it a fair chance. Yeah, exactly. And you guys, just uh, as a show note, I wanted to apologize for taking last week off. I had some personal things uh, come up that I had to attend to. And then uh, this week, I'm fibroing really hard. That means I'm having a fibromyalgia flare-up. So please bear with me today. I hurt a lot. My head doesn't feel well. It, it feels like a hangover, you know, even though I haven't had anything to drink, you know. I just don't feel well today. So please bear with me. I'm doing the best I can. But I wanted to... You know, I didn't want to take two weeks off. We're almost done with the season. And then uh, as a show note, I want you guys to know that the YouTube channel is up and running. We're going to start doing paranormal review videos here soon. And we're going to try to do more humorous videos and things like that for you guys. We want to really connect with our audience. Um, it's just that... You know, frankly, life happens. And when you have fibromyalgia, when you have a string of migraines, uh, just shit happens and you got to take time off to self-care. And so I just want to apologize to you guys for taking the time off that I needed. But uh, I, I start to feel weird when I'm gone too long. You know, like I, I, I feel in a way that I'm burning out. But in another way, I'm, a, I'm afraid to take time off because I, I love doing this and I want to be a, here for people. I don't want to take... Too much time off, you know? Yeah. But we have to take care of ourselves, too. So Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about. So, anyways, getting back, you know, um, yeah, my analysis of the whole Johnny Depp trial is that I believe Johnny Depp probably is a handful. I've said that before. Um, But the thing is, is that she's trying to paint him as this 
abusive monster. And I do not believe that the evidence bears out. Um, at most, I think that maybe she got knocked in a kerfuffle that she probably ended up instigating and starting. And then her idea of abuse is anytime he fights back. And so I just don't believe at the end of the day that he's the monster that she paints him to be. And I don't believe that the evidence bears that out because like you were saying, we, uh, during this entire trial, we've got three, maybe four pictures. Two of those pictures are the, taken at the same time. She offered it as separate events. That is an inconsistency. Her, her story keeps changing. The details keep changing over and over again. And then at the end of the day, um, like most body uh, uh, analysis re- reveals, is that she is being deceptive. Uh, she's embellishing. Uh, she's using flowery language. And at the end of the day, she just doesn't sound credible to me. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But the thing is, is that if if the evidence had bared out, I would have sided with her, despite whether I like her or not. That's the thing. Uh, you know, you got the Elaine going out on the apology tour now. She's she's going in on the spin tour. She was on like today and all the, she's going to all these places. And, you know, I feel kind of bad for Elaine. That's the defense lawyer, the female defense lawyer. And uh, I feel for her because, you know, she makes a lot of mistakes. She says things wrong. She says she calls Arnica cream, Amica cream. She she gets the names of everything wrong. She, you know, she she's just a good old fashioned in the trenches working class lawyer. And I feel for her in that regard. I know she's just trying to do her job. Um, and I'm willing to, like, feel for her because I know, you know, you can't pick you can't help that you're client is a pain in the ass you know um but then she goes on this tour and she starts spinning it and i just you know i'm not willing to to, to, i'm sorry but she's she is not being an honest actor here you know she's not i think she was in over her head with the whole situation and didn't realize how much of a shit show it was gonna be right but yeah she's going on these shows and she's she's questioning the integrity of the jury Saying yeah. that, oh, they had to have gone home and they had to have been influenced by this and that. And if you're a lawyer, that you have you put your faith in the whole justice system. And then when it doesn't go your way to go blaming everybody else, right. it's absolutely Well, ridiculous. and then during her uh, closing arguments, um, if you guys didn't notice, my theory is that she was offering all kinds of... Um, evidence that was not allowed during the trial it never was allowed and that's illegal you have to all evidence has to be pre-approved and it has to be you know what's called voir dire or voir dire however you say it but um (laughs) that just means that letting the other side know what you're going to be uh offering as evidence so that they can offer a rebuttal um but then she started at the last second saying all these out there things hearsay conspiracy theories all this weird stuff go back and watch her closing arguments you guys it is fucking bonkers and uh i was like no no fuck this you know like i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe she was like anything she could my theory is that anything she couldn't get in as evidence she decided to to just spill out and vomit out at the last second which just made it sound crazy it just made it look weird and it didn't there was no context it was yeah it was very odd yeah it was you know odd and awkward she's an odd woman in the beginning anyways and i think that this 
she she's out of her fucking depths here and uh you know we we've looked her up she's a very reputable lawyer but i just think she wasn't prepared for prime time uh dealing with all the press and dealing with all of the the the, the just eyes and just yeah. every all the popularity of this i just yeah. don't think she was quite prepared for all of this oh absolutely now johnny rottenborn What's his name? Rottenborn. Ben. Ben Rottenborn. He's a really well-rehearsed lawyer. I can tell. You know, his closing argument was very well-rehearsed. His body language was very calm and collective. But uh, at the end of the day, um, it just didn't feel right to me. And I have a tweet here of somebody who summarized it perfectly, and I want to go tell you that real quick. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Uh, it's just uh, this guy called Nate the Lawyer. He's on. Uh, he's a popular lawyer on Twitter, you know. And he goes, Rottenborn, everyone is lying. Amber is an angel. Believe all women. First Amendment freedom. Dep bad texts. You know, the text but, messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then believe Amber and ignore all the other evidence. And that's really the summary of Rottenborn in the sense that what he was trying to do there is say, hey... If you're going to believe women, you got to believe them every time. And yeah. if there's even one incident, then you ha- then you have to award her uh because she's an abuse uh, an, she's she's being abused. And uh I just found that all or nothing. He not only was he basically uh, manipulating the jury, but he was putting them down in a way as if yeah. to say ignore all this evidence. Um, you have to believe women every time. And while as a feminist, I try to believe women always, uh, if the evidence doesn't bear out, um, you you know, it raises real serious yeah. questions. Well, and he's being very disingenuous about it. Like, you know, we've talked about this, but where he, the part <clears throat> where he said that if there's no photos, then it didn't happen. That's not what we're saying. The thing is, if your baseline is not taking lots of pictures and lots of selfies, then yeah, then that's the thing. But well, with her... Her thing was taking pictures of everything, taking photos, taking selfies, taking this. So because that was her baseline, the fact that then she didn't have any credible photos of all this stuff she's claiming, then that's the problem. With her taking photos, yes, with a, with some normal person that doesn't take a lot of pictures, then maybe. No, I agree. You know, the one thing that we learned during all this is that the body uh, language analysis, they always say, look for the baseline. You're trying to find a baseline and then anything outside of the baseline now you're trying then you can kind of determine what's going on there and amber heard's baseline is she takes lots of pictures yeah exactly. so if you're the kind of person that takes a lot of pictures and then yet you can only offer three pictures of the actual uh, abuse and you have what four or five friends that none of them saw anything You've got several instances where she shows a photo of the abuse and it looks barely like a bruise. Uh, it's proven that she raised the hue on one of the pictures so that it looked worse than it really is. And then presented it as two different pictures. And, well, and then several times it showed the uh, pictures of her the next day with no bruises. Yeah. So it's not about not believing the woman. It's about, sorry, lady, you're just not. You're just full of shit. I'm sorry. You know, um, it, had she admitted a little bit of blame in this, a little bit of fault, she was trying to come off like this Pollyanna figure, like she was 100% just, 
just trying to help him with his drug addiction, but all the while drinking two bottles of wine, all the while doing cocaine, all the while getting smashed at fucking uh, Coachella on, on mushrooms and booze. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think I would have just given her more credit had she just fucking admitted a little bit of blame, a little bit of humanness, a little bit of fault. Yeah, a little bit of, <laughs> yeah, I drank. Yeah, I did some drugs. Right. Just a little bit of being human, but it's trying to portray herself as this angel. Well, and that's the problem is that that's when I knew, oh, she's going full boat lie. Okay. she. I truly believe that once she became a poster child for the Me Too movement, she crowned herself the queen of the movement, and then she just went on, and she knew that she couldn't back down now because she would perjure herself, so she went all in. Yeah. Had she not had to worry about perjury, I think maybe she would have softened a little and maybe admitted a little here and there, but I think at the end of the day, what we're dealing with is a woman who has proven uh, through her, her uh, psychologist that she has histrionic and borderline personality disorders and uh, the mental health implications here. That's what really I want to get into here. Um, that's the thing is I, I don't hate Amber Heard. I, I just feel like she she got to a point where she knew that if she were to back down and relent at all, that it would uh, uh, it would make her look not as she w- she was worried about losing her crown in the Me Too movement, I believe. And once she kind of came out as this Pollyanna figure, perfect in every way, uh, there was just no way to back down from that. She couldn't yeah. admit anything. And, and so every time she went up there, it was a fucking performance. And we've seen uh, expert after expert after expert after expert. We're talking, I've we've watched dozens of experts. Not one of them thinks that she's legit. Yeah. And it's because she, she, um, she she lies, she uh, exaggerates, she puts on this like Pollyanna personality, like she's so like 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 humble and like she you can just tell there that she's not willing to give one inch when it comes to her own wrongdoing, and I just find that very disingenuous. Absolutely, and she's a human just like the rest of us, and yeah. everyone has faults, and she was not admitting to any of them. Well, before we get into the mental health implications of this, because I want to set up the whole case real quick for anybody who doesn't know it closely, uh, but I want to kind of go into, I wrote something and I put it on my uh, Instagram. It's my analysis of Amber Heard. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I just think this is what's going on. You know, um, it's not to be judgmental. It's not to, uh, because I, like I said, I'm a feminist. I always try to believe women, especially uh, DV survivors, domestic violence survivors. Uh, uh, we should try to believe women always, but uh, there's going to be people sometimes who have ulterior motives, and I think she's one of them. And I really do feel like she's hurting the movement, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I just wanted to read what I wrote because I think it summarizes it best. Uh, I wrote, I'm a huge feminist, and I always try to believe women who come out as DV survivors. That said, Amber Heard is more full of shit than I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, Even her baseline behavior is riddled with embellishments, lies, exaggerations, and unusual behavior and inconsistencies. When she talks about the abuse, 
highly detailed and random things in the room, zero detail in the timeline of events or how things happened. And then I noticed that she 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 kind of changes it. She it always changes. She's never she's yeah. never like you never can tell what's happening. You can't picture it because yeah. she's always changing it. Yeah. Okay, and then it goes on to say it's a complete performance. Amber Heard, the wholesome gal, does not fucking exist. And that's what she's trying to play mm-hmm. us as. You yeah. know, she's trying to play us all for fools. Uh, odd mannerisms that aren't indicative of real people going through real abuse situations. It's very hard to tell what's real with her, to the point I believe almost none of it. It's hard to tell what her baseline is. What is she normally like? Because it's all so fabricated, flowery, and embellished that none of it comes off as genuine to me. Uh, she hasn't been abused. At best, she's been accidentally knocked in a kerfuffle. She started through her constant nagging and instigation. She's been in arguments that she calls abuse that she instigated. Uh, I will always try to believe a woman in an abuse situation. But as an empath, I sense nothing genuine here. She's absolutely a manipulator, narcissist, and sociopath. She checks all the boxes in the set of dark triad traits. Textbook. I'm not buying it. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I just don't find her credible. There was no evidence that was like downright, oh, irrefutable. If there was some irrefutable evidence, I would have said, okay. But what they're trying to hang Johnny Depp on is that he, um, you know, that he has a dark sense of humor and he said some weird shit and some text messages and that he likes to bang cabinets when he's upset. Like, yeah. imagine if you and I were in an argument and you nagged me to death until i finally got upset and then you recorded that and now you're offering that as evidence of why i'm a domestic violent predator that's what i feel like is happening here is that she's i mean who records each other that much there's such a lack of connection there there's such a lack of respect there and i do believe that johnny depp is probably a fucking handful because he's a rich wealthy a very um, eccentric millionaire. He's he's always he's known for his unusual roles, and so I I do believe uh, in her in the sense that she did at first want to help him get better. You know, so I do believe her in the sense that she at first she, I I do believe she was very polite and charming in the beginning. I do believe her intentions were good in the beginning. I do believe that she did want him to stop using as much as he was, um, but but then she's so she, she just is not willing to admit her own wrongdoing in her own drug use, her own alcohol use, uh, all all the lines of cocaine. You mean to tell me that there's four lines of cocaine on your table and you didn't do one of them? Yeah, that was one of the funny things with one of the. Uh, body language analysis videos we were watching Mm -hmm. the other day. So one of the pictures she submitted was this picture of um, the table, the breakfast table Mm -hmm, with two glasses and, and cocaine. And, and it was just one of the guys pointed out. So first she's like, Oh, well the glass in the back isn't a shot glass. That was mine. And it had, she just went into way too much detail about this tablet, this health tablet that she was using for things. And I think that's indicative of someone who's trying to prove their character. She's always trying to prove to you how smart she is or how, um, uh, like, 
how her expertise or her knowledge, like she didn't, couldn't just tell us that she went to, you know, she was middle class. She had to tell us that she earned a scholarship in a Catholic school, which is supposed to suggest that she's a good Christian and supposed to suggest that she earned a scholarship because she's a A student. I just, she's always trying to sell us on what a good high achiever she is, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, and back to that picture that he brought up some good points that first she's like making it a point to say, well, the front in the front is a shot glass and that was his. And that had some type of liquor that he kept in the freezer, but I didn't want him to, but I couldn't tell him that. And then the guy was like, okay, so there's four lines of Coke there. So you're meaning to tell me that what he has four nostrils or (laughs) he was setting it up for like later. Yeah. You can't tell me that you weren't going to do one of those. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. And at the end of the day, I, I just found like every time she was, not testifying she she there was a lot of i watched her body language a lot of laughter a lot of snarkiness when you listen to the audio tapes she's very very uh, uh argumentative and snide and um and and then the person that we see on the stand is so wholesome and so nice yeah. and it's like a girl how can that girl that's testifying be the same girl who's talking all this shit on all these audio tapes. And so at the end of the day, I would have believed her more if she just came correct and said, you know, I did a little bit of drugs, but it's not really my thing. Um, You know, he kind of talked me into it. Uh, It was a time in my life I was kind of, you know, you know, experimenting or something of that nature. Um, But what, what it really feels like the defense's whole argument was hinging on was, you know, that, that he says a lot of fucked up shit in text messages. Uh, they're depending on the UK trial that is not admissible in this trial at all. Which was completely biased. Completely biased. You're talking yeah. about a parliamentary judge with no jury. Whose son worked with Rupert Murdoch. Who, it was just this list of things that were just so... Right. So biased. And the fact yeah. that he couldn't admit anything. Like, yeah. it wasn't... He didn't have any evidence that he could admit and it was all based on what her notes said what her doctor's notes said which was her telling her doctor something which could or could not be true right right yeah it was it was just not not a fair thing and yeah yeah elaine going out there saying oh well she won the uk trial so she should have won this trial like no it's completely different things not even the same well and yeah i just find elaine you know, first of all, she's getting abused by Amber. She's running into the bathroom crying, allegedly. Uh, there, she's had a very difficult time with this whole trial because she couldn't think of the details when she needed them. Uh, she, it made her look kind of silly in front of everyone. Uh, there was many times where she was uh, yelled at or scorned by Amber. There was times where she it was caught running into the bathroom crying uh, because she couldn't collect herself. And, and so I, 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 I feel sorry for her in a general sense. But then to see her going out on a spin tour like this, taking full advantage of the spin machine... I'm like, girl, you know, like if you had just said I tried my best and I did my best and I did what I could, I would have been like, great, no problem. But the fact that she's still willing, it almost feels like she's, uh, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Like she's still willing to defend the abuser. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. but what do you, what would you say to people who just 
aren't because I don't want if if people haven't gotten into the details, you can't convince people if they don't know the evidence. There's a lot of people nowadays who don't know the evidence. They do, they didn't sit through the trial like we did. They don't know the hours of testimony. Uh, they don't know the lack of uh, evidence and what it reveals. Um, uh, so, so they're still trying to remain impartial, of course. Um, and so there's this Me Too movement. There's a lot of feminists. Uh, what would you say to people who are just wanting to believe women at any cost? And, and that kind of brings me to going into Popcorn Planet. We've been watching a lot of Popcorn Planet, which is a YouTube channel with Andy Signor, where he has two DV survivors on there who have both been victims of domestic violence, who believe Johnny over her. So it's not like, and he was canceled a few years ago. And so he feels like this great sense of um, a personal of uh, he's got a personal stake in this he's got a dog in this fight because he was canceled he was uh you know in in public he was canceled fired from his job uh, and then his co-workers didn't come to his rescue didn't try to hear him out and then when he proved that he didn't do the things that she said he tried to she tried to say that he, he she raped he raped her and all this stuff and he proved that he it couldn't have happened because he had all this uh, he had the receipts. He had the receipts, exactly. So at the end of the day, I can't stand a woman who would be willing to throw a man in prison uh, and lie about, especially when it comes to abuse or sexual abuse. That is the worst of the worst. Absolutely. So what would you say to people uh, about, because we all want to believe women, we all want to be feminists, we all want to be fair, but what is it with these feminazis going too far and just believing no matter what? What is yeah, that? I, it's... It's just a weird thing. There's some people that are just, I'm going to believe women no matter what, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to look at evidence. I'm not going to look at anything to the contrary. It's any like anybody that's stuck in any mindset where mm-hmm. they're just not even open to even looking at the possibility that right. they might be wrong mm-hmm. and they might well, have to change their views on things. I just find that people nowadays are unmoved by evidence, are unmoved by body language. Like, you know when you watch a movie... And you're moved to tears, and then you look over at your friend, and they wonder why you're crying. Because they're not reading the body language the way you are. Like, I love movies that say don't, that that do don't say, Mm -hmm. where the body language tells the whole story. Good actors, good acting, you don't have to use a lot of dialogues, you just, you emote. And when you do it correctly, people who can pick up on body language, who can pick up on emotions... Uh, it's very moving and very strong and compelling. Some people nowadays, I don't know why, just aren't moved by by emotions. They're not. It's like it's almost like they're they're not emotionally intelligent enough to pick up on body language and facial cues and micro expressions. Uh, why is that? What is that? Some people just aren't. They're just so so set in their ways. They're not going to change no matter what. And some people just don't even don't pick up on things like that. Some people have no, like, I wouldn't even call it empathic abilities, but no ability to discern anything from anything that's not spoken. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who I would call socially inept that just don't have enough experience in human emotion and human dialogue and human conversation. They don't understand humanness enough. Maybe it's because they spent their whole life text messaging and their whole life video gaming 
uh, maybe they just don't have a lot of uh, interpersonal connections to understand uh, uh, the human spectrum. And so uh, uh, what can be very compelling to one person just seems like uh, nothing to another person. And I want to shake these people. Like, what are you not seeing here, guy? (laughs) Well, one thing I thought was so interesting, and I I told you last night, but, you know, we've been watching this and we've been getting certain cues like she's not telling the truth. She's not. She's acting. But then watching these body language experts actually explain why, like subconsciously we're knowing these things, but then they'll say like, okay, when someone's genuinely sad, these muscles are used. And when someone's genuinely sad, they don't just automatically downturn the corners of their mouths. Well, that's what a lot of body analysis were saying is that she's doing the opposite. What what an actor does when they want to cry. I was an actor in high school. I had to cry in a scene. And I had to think of really sad shit. And I, thankfully, I had I was reading my lines because it was about me reading something. It was about the um, shootings at Kent State University back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. I won't go into it, but I had to cry on cue. And um, I had all these women come after come come afterward, like, "Oh my god, I was crying. I was in my seat. I couldn't fucking believe it. That was the most believable of crying I'd ever seen." And all this stuff. And so. You know, not toot my own horn. Um, I had to go to this really dark, sad place to get there. Um, it, it seems to me like with her, maybe because she's a little bit of a manipulator, I, I don't think she has the normal empathy and compassion for other people. She has it for herself, but I don't necessarily feel that she has it for others. And that's why I said she checks all the marks of a dark triad personality is that she's a manipulator, which is the Mark Machiavell- Machiavellian. She's a, um, a, a narcissist in that she's a self loving, self promoting. And then she's a psychopath or a sociopath in the sense that she just doesn't understand human emotions really yeah and she's she's acting and putting on the face that she thinks goes without emotion yeah but because it's not real it's not that's what i was gonna say i forgot yeah what i was gonna say is a lot of the body analysis people were saying that when an actor is trying to work themselves up to crying uh they the body starts and then the emotions follow when a person's upset the the mind starts and the body follows and so she was working herself into a frenzy so that she could cry and the body analysis were saying if if this was real her mind would be making her cry where the body would follow so she was working herself into a frenzy in order to cry yeah physically but then she still couldn't do it yeah and well even her acting coach said that she has trouble crying on cue yeah yeah and one of the interesting things that we had noticed that then they kind of reinforced um, she goes from one quote unquote emotion to another, like, like that. Yeah. Like, a second. Like, Oh, good when point. You, when you really feel emotions, there's kind of a, there's a, there's a wind down and a wind up. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, a, there's, there's a, 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 a cycle to things. Yeah. You don't there's a natural flow of other. it. Yeah. Like even when she turned around to, to laugh, at one of her lawyers, she dropped her smile too fast, almost like it was fake. Around. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, I noticed that. And it was like, she turned around, she's laughing, and then she turned back to face front, and immediately her face just fell. Well, like, Usually there's a, you know, your, your smile just a kind of wears down. down. It doesn't go from smiling right. and laughing just to straight normal face. What do you think about, like, um, some of the some of the videos that we've watched where... 
she'll hide her mouth and then she'll she'll eat it eat something like and then there's evidence where she was looking like she was writing in a frenzy but then there was nothing on the pad do you yeah. feel like that was legit that was it's real weird i yeah the whole thing with like she was putting something in her mouth like it was was she taking a tylenol was she taking a, a lysol i thought lysol? maybe it was a listerine so strip lysol. or something <laughs> lysol <laughs> um yeah. a listerine strip or whatever yeah. but why the way she did it was why so would you weird. hide like, why would that you try why to would hide you... it and do it's i don't know it's yeah just weird like i know some people are feel weird about doing that type of thing in public because it's like oh I'm well maybe I it was because uh, her that. lawyer suggested that that uh johnny depp has narcissistic personality because disorder eating because he's bears, eating gummy right? bears i, so I was i mean like that was she, insane but was maybe she was hiding the fact that she was eating because that was one of their arguments yeah, perhaps it could be yeah yeah just, it's so strange so just, bizarre yeah rooms are so weird and yeah the writing thing was just so well yeah there was a um, 4k video yeah, and you again, don't see any ink there. again it was on popcorn planet that they right. talked about this where they zoomed in on her furiously writing but if you look mm-hmm. her pen's not touching the paper you don't see like if you were seeing somebody writing you'd see the a little bit of movement on the paper's part because it's being depressed yeah there was nothing there right right and and i think the reason why she was doing that is because everything in amber heard's mind is all about image, image how absolutely. do things come off and so yeah. i think she was trying she was probably told you know like she does a lot of reading in order to be an actress i think she reads what the symptoms of ptsd are and then she tries to act that way mm-hmm. um but like as a lot of experts say um you're not doing it right. You're not. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. you're trying. Oh, I don't remember how it w- happened. And oh, and it's like she's so methodical about trying to sh- exhibit symptoms. And she wore her glasses that day. She's trying to look all like. Yeah. Smart. Or the way that she looked and, scared when she saw Johnny. Yeah. That was such an overreaction. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. And, <laughs> and one of my biggest things with her that was most convincing to me is. When someone is being abused, they want to get away from that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was, especially it was the incident, I think it was in Australia, where she was literally chasing him from room to room to room. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was trying to get away, like yeah. an actual abuse survivor Well, would, and I think they proved that pretty convincingly, that. that he was constantly having, t- she was constantly instigating the fight. Um, uh, she would even hit him if he was going to leave because yeah, she would rather is, be fighting with him than have nothing at all because of that exact, insecurity yeah, thing. But that's the exact opposite of someone that was being <clears throat> abused would be yeah. acting. And also the fact that in that same incident, like she couldn't keep it straight, first of all, whether she was upstairs, whether she was barricaded or because one part she said, well, I kind of I barricaded myself, but there were still other entrances. But then she took sleeping pills to knock herself out. Well, and if you were worried, you were worried sick about out. an abuser, She'd would you make yourself vulnerable night. by taking yeah. sleeping pills? She'd and be then staying sleeping? up all night on high alert yeah. that no one was coming in the other entrance, whatever that meant. And then the was, fact that she's barricaded, but there's other entrances. Yeah. It that's just another inconsistency. Right. Yeah. And the fact, like the whole, we've talked about it before, but she gave him a knife. Like, and then on her thing on the stand, she's like, oh, well, he wasn't going to stab me. If you, what? If, if, if you were scared of him, you, you would not think that way. You're just so sure he's not going to stab <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and and I the just... thing is, you guys, is I am not trying to pile on to Amber Heard. I do feel like she's uh, disingenuous. 
I do feel like that she's got histrionic and borderline personality disorder. She's probably a little bit of a sociopath. She has the dark triad traits. Um, but that said, I mean, now that everything's said and done, my, my problem is that her lawyers and her are trying to double down. It's almost like yeah. they've learned nothing in all this. Yeah, talking shit about the jury, talking shit about what they couldn't put into evidence this and that and this and that yeah well, if they had showed some humility things, i think i yeah. would show i would have felt a lot more for them well that's why i liked that one clip we saw of whatever morning <clears> show it was there's some guy on the panel and he's like yeah i used to play in the nfl and you know the day after we lost a game like i'd ask myself what i did wrong like did you even have you thought about maybe things that you did wrong well, maybe you guys didn't do things well, right that's a good point because else. People who fail to uh, be humble to, you know, a, a fighter, you watch Rocky, he watches the fight over and over and over again to see what could I have done better? What could I have done wrong? People who fail to admit their flaws mm-hmm. seem to, uh, you know, I've said it on the show before, people who don't learn their lesson, uh, don't learn and grow from it. They're yeah. They think they're perfect. They think they have no room for growth. And at the end of the day, how can you learn and grow if you're not willing to learn, uh, you know, to admit what yeah. you did wrong? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. it's always everybody else's fault and well, never yours. And I don't want to pile on, you know, like I said, yeah. um, we've said our p- part about it. I, I, I just feel like uh, in this trial, if you're not heavily invested in it, you're still going to be heavily favoring the Me Too movement and feminism because we all want to support women who have been abused. We all want to believe women. And so what would you say to the people who just refuse to get into the details to be swayed by the evidence? Uh, how can we uh, convince those folks uh, that we're not trying to be mean, we're not trying to be cruel, but that in this instance, the evidence just didn't pan out? Yeah, I I don't know know that there is a way to convince them, but just they're being disingenuous and yeah. they're they're not considering everything and they're doing things that they would accuse other people of doing when it comes <clears throat> to things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to kind of uh, now uh, kind of shift into the mental health aspect of this because you're either you either know the facts of the case or you don't. And I don't want to have to go and, and school everybody about every little thing that happened. I, I, you either know about the stuff. And if you're here, it, chances are you, you care and you know about it. Um, but I want to get into the mental health aspect of all of this. Um, uh, you know, we aren't professional diagnosticians, uh, but, you know, we saw a lot of evidence from several psychologists and psychiatrists, some more credible than others. Um, I didn't really, you know, I don't want to go into whether, you know, because, yes, I don't think that, that her uh, psychologist was very fair, but I don't want to get into the weeds of the trial. Uh, yeah. I just want to go into each individual and talk about the mental health ramifications of it. Uh, when it comes to Johnny Depp, uh, uh, what do you feel is his fault? Not to say that, not blame in the case, but what is it mental health wise he could learn from all this uh, mental health wise? How could he become a better person? Uh, now that he's uh, somewhat been vindicated by the, the results yeah. of the well, trial, I think I think in the past couple of years he has done that. I think from what I hear, he has you know he's not 
drinking as much. He's not doing the drugs as much. He's just trying to become a better person. And yeah. I think he has learned a lot from this. Just the fact that his life was just completely turned upside down because of something that one person said. And I think it humbled him a lot. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it probably did a lot of good for his mental health because he did mm. come forward as a man that was, Oh, being he abused. must be sleeping like a baby and, having six years of this stuff yeah. over you. Yeah. Um, because yeah. you know, I've never been in a situation where a woman accused me of violence or abuse, but I have been in situations where women, um, uh, used my frustration towards life as a uh, means to say that I'm an angry, volatile person, and I'm not. But when men are going through things in their life where a woman would be forgiven, a man often is is attacked simply by having frustration or anger about something. Yeah. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, you know, as you know, uh, I got really really frustrated with my life at that time i was going through a lot i was trying to become a chef i was going through jobs and situations that weren't very fair and uh and so uh i would get frustrated uh but then she would end up telling her parents about what an angry person i am and how volatile i was and yet i never lifted a finger to hurt her um and 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 when i was done being angry i felt better you know, mm, and so she would yeah. never give me credit for its catharsis. Mm -hmm. People don't always realize that you sometimes in order to get better, you have to go through these things in order yeah. to come out the other end as a better person. Um, uh, what would you say to the audience uh, about behavior? Because it seems like people are always willing to judge others for their behavior, but never admit that they themselves have yeah. uh, imperfect behavior. Well, there's, as well. Yeah. The, um, I think if Popcorn Planet yesterday, um, I think the actor's name was Stephen Crowley. Yeah. He brought up a really good point, like them using the text messages against him. Yeah. Like after the divorce and everything. When people are in a situation like that, they, they're they hurt. They're angry. They say You would say fucked up friend. shit you as say, catharsis. And the thing is, she right. didn't turn in her phone. She didn't turn any of her text messages. Right. Like, what kind of shit was she talking to her friends? Right. And he was hurt. He was angry. He was upset. He was venting to his best friend. And this actor, this guy made a good a good point. Like, he said, I went through a divorce. I said some fucked up shit to my right. friends. I sent some texts to them. If that was used against me in a court of law as yeah. what my personality is and who I am as well, a person, it's not that's, fair. That's what I felt was unfair about this trial is that they were trying to character assassinate Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp based on text messages, yeah. based on that video where he got mad at the cabinet, yeah. mm -hmm. all that to suggest that he is an abusive person, but never did they prove directly that he was violent towards women. Yeah, exactly. Well, and just to bring to <clears throat> not to go back to the case, but she's on tape admitting she hit him. Yeah. She's on tape saying, I'm sorry I hit you. I I well, did this. There's never anything with him. I think we're still at a point like in our that. culture where men are bigger and stronger, yeah. and therefore men, when they're hit, we're supposed to take it like a man. Exactly. And yeah. women, even if they're barely touched, you know, they they're they're awarded seven million dollars in the divorce. It yeah. just feels it's, like in our culture today, uh, there's a double standard there. There absolutely uh, what do you think we can do to sort of uh, maybe uh, get even the score there? Well, I think this this was a good stepping point. 
it was some it was sure. a male coming forward saying I was the one that was abused. I went through this. And that <laughs> brings me to the um therapist again on Popcorn Planet. It was her name Amy Ann Silvers, I think, that she yeah. actually wrote a book about men that mm-hmm. were, you know, victims of domestic abuse. Right. And she actually came on and said that there was a man whose story she had told in that book and he contacted her after the verdict and said that he felt this great sense of relief and vindication that su- yeah. that a man actually came forward and he was believed. Right. And I think that's so important well, because yeah, our society because is so skewed the other way. That's the thing that we can't allow to get lost throughout this is that we aren't Johnny Depp sycophants. Uh, we aren't uh, let's believe uh, Johnny Depp regardless. Do I, I believe that Johnny Depp was pure as the driven snow? No, I I think he probably got into uh, uh, kerfuffles, I call it, where she's attacking him and he's defending himself and he probably was grabbing her arms and things like that to to uh, avoid getting hit. Yeah. Um I do believe that he's got um you know issues with anger and frustration. Uh but at the end of the day what it amounts to is that there's always going to be a, a, an aggressor in the situation who is more at fault for all the arguments i have to say it's amber because she never seems to go with the flow and and that's kind of what i really think is what was toxic about their relationship is the fact that he reminds me of the kind of guy that wants to get high and play the guitar and hang with his friends and she's the kind of woman who's always, always, always looking for the advantage in any situation. And when she can't, attention. and when nothing can be gained from anything, then she yeah. gets angry. Or if the attention's not on her for perhaps. five seconds, like yeah, perhaps that's I true. That's I think that's a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's why she was always like, you know, you're going to die fat and alone. Like she, I don't. She's such a type A personality, and he's such a type B chill dude that. I don't think she could tolerate just hanging out like because it wasn't helping her career. It wasn't helping her finances. It wasn't helping the Me Too movement and her place in it. I feel like no matter what, she's always climbing the ladder. And when there's no ladder to climb, she gets irritated. Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a driven person. I get, you know, we all want to succeed. We all want to be validated and vindicated. But not at the expense of other people. Yeah, and I believe in the beginning she probably had good intentions. She wanted him to stop using so much. Um, But then um, why, you know, how can she sit there and act so innocent when she too is also drinking a lot and using drugs? You know, it just... No, she should have admitted that. I would have given her so much more credit for yeah, that. Absolutely. But she has this opinion of herself and this image that she wants to put out. And that's going to be at all costs, no matter who she hurts or who she steps on. That's that's what it is. What do you think about Elaine and um, Amber Heard's lawyers going on all these uh, interviews, seemingly doubling, tripling down on things, not learning their lesson, uh, it's almost, they're telling us now that uh, this is going to hurt women, this is going to hurt the Me Too movement. What are your thoughts on that as a woman? I think it's bullshit. I think them doing what they did hurts the Me Too movement and hurts women. Yeah. By her, I honestly believe she lied about everything, and her trying to exploit that yeah. is unforgivable. Well, it's absolutely awful. Well, the one thing I learned in politics is that 
awful, awful things happen. People say awful things. And that's why I've stepped out of the daily uh, grind of politics. I still pay attention, but I, I pay attention a little bit more loosely because you can, you can get manipulated by that. You get outraged. I call it the daily outrage machine. But the thing is that always, I always, the thing I learned in politics is that when people aren't engaging in it, um, they're not swayed by new evidence. They're not swayed by what's going on. And so, um, you get fucking furious. It's like, why can't Republicans who vote Republicans see that these people aren't for the middle class? These people are not for freedom. These people are not pro-life. These people are hypocrites. How, you know, it's, it's infuriating. And yeah. so in the same yeah. way, I feel in this case, that even though we're huge feminists, we would always believe Amber Heard if she was being honest, um, but the evidence doesn't bear out. And now her, you know, counsel's going out there talking about how this is uh, hurtful to the movement. Um, what do you say to people? What do you say to our audience out there who are just, um, who, who don't know enough to know uh, what to believe and therefore they're gonna probably give way more credit to Amber Heard and her uh, Me Too movement status than she deserves. What? How yeah, do we get these folks to realize what's going on? It's, kind of, it's what I say to everybody about every topic is educate yourself. Don't just fall hook, line, and sinker for whatever it is that you want to believe or you think you should believe. But or, why do we now seem to live in a culture where some people are impervious to new information? Because it's always been like that. I think people <laughs> have always been like that. There's just people that'll... That's the hill they're going to die on. They're yeah. not open to anything else, and that's just how it is. And Well, yeah, and- because I can't stress enough is that had she come correct, um, even, you know, I, I can accept the Pollyanna complex trying to be perfect. If the evidence had bared out, the physical evidence, the pictures, the video, if it had shown a string in history of him being the monster that she pretended mm-hmm. that he was... I would have said, well, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. But I don't see it. I don't don't see it. I really don't. And I've tried, I tried to give her a fair chance because, like I said, I was was more skewed towards her when it started. Me too, because I'm always trying to believe. Yeah. And when that People Magazine cover came out, I remember walking by it at work for a week when that was on the stands and thinking, wow, that's really awful. And that's. What do you you say to people who say that, you know, like Elaine's now crying foul that. Oh, the jury is, 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 was swayed by public perception, even though they weren't supposed to watch any of it. Yeah. Uh, what do you say yeah, to, I think that's just being, it a feels sore like she's loser. demeaning the, the it jurors. Is. It absolutely is. And I'd be fucking pissed if I was any of yeah, them. Yeah. My problem with her is she colors outside the lines and then yet cries foul every yeah. time she thinks somebody else is coloring outside yeah. the lines. Like, who they, are you to yeah, talk, girl? If, if Johnny's <laughs> lawyers had tried to do what she did on closing statements oh. and throw in evidence that wasn't admitted, yeah. she'd be pissed. But yeah. it's okay when she does it. Right. And I think she's just demeaning the whole process and being a sore loser. Well, that's, and it's just coming across that's that way why to me. this whole thing reminded me of the left wing, right wing zeitgeist yeah. in politics. Yeah. Because like I'm always trying to tell my conservative friends, I don't hate conservatives, but you're not watching the evidence. The evidence yeah. isn't bearing out in your favor. Mm-hmm. These people do not care about the middle class. They don't care about good wages. They don't care about good culture, a good work culture. They don't care about fair treatment. And yet you still, still yeah. fall for this shit. Yeah. You I, know? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And I just, 
I think, and the way that the media is saying, oh, well, they both got awarded this and that. Like, they're just Oh, the media, to- yeah. As if it was fair and even. He won, right. like, seven of them. She won one only because of his, lawyer. his lawyer. He didn't even yeah, have anything exactly. to do with the one yeah, loss. Never mind that the, right. the main question, one of the main questions was, was this op-ed and was this these accusations a lie? With a resounding yes. Well, and, and I just trying don't... to paint it as even. It's yeah, just... well, I agree. That was infuriating. It's almost like, it, it feels to me like, like the the... The press, you know, if they had just stayed impartial, then they wouldn't have to um, play this walking back shit. Right. Like, yeah. and CNN was like, oh, them. it's an even win-win. They both won and they yeah. both lost. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, he won the lion's share. Yeah. She only won one little thing one out of all these things. Made. He Maybe won seven and she won problems. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. It's ridiculous, and they're just, they're not being fair. They're being disingenuous. That's, that's my word today, disingenuous. Yeah, absolutely. Today. Well, throughout this trial, the, the people that I keep lingering back to are the um, domestic abuse and domestic violence survivors. And when we were watching Popcorn Planet, there's two, uh, Kim and Stephanie, Steph, uh, and and those two are the two that I always picture and imagine whenever I'm thinking about all this. And it feels to me like, um, you know, uh, Amber's side are trying to say, oh, now women, you know, have, have been somehow, um, we've gone backwards in all this. Just talk on that a little bit, because I don't think that's true at all. Oh, I think it's absolute bullshit. And that's the thing, like the... The, so many people that I like everyone I know basically mm. does not believe her. And yeah. the majority of those people are women and seeing those two on popcorn planet, they're domestic survivor abuse survivors. They're women. Mm-hmm. They don't believe her. Yeah. And I think, and I've noticed that when I'm talking to coworkers that are male at work, like whenever the subject would come up initially, They'd come at it like really hesitantly because you could tell that they didn't believe her, but they don't want to come across as not believing. Well, exactly. Because at the end of the day, when you don't believe her, it's like you're almost admitting that you're, um, you know, anti feminism or anti abuse. Yeah. And I, or pro abuse or something weird like that. And, and yeah. Um, but, and yet you see the, um, overwhelming majority of people coming out for Johnny Depp. And that's the thing. Like, during this whole thing, I'm trying to get people to understand that I am pro-woman big time. But in this particular instance, I can't yeah. Yeah. go and there, I'm trying you know? to spin it as if you vote against her, then you're voting against the Me Too movement, you're voting against women. And it's just bullshit because yeah. it's, it's, it's just a way to guilt people into like being on her side when it's absolutely not true. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, I I just don't feel like she's ever going to learn her lesson. I want, you know, here's what I want at the end of the day. Uh, She probably cannot afford to pay $13 million. She'll probably file for bankruptcy. I'm fine with that. Whatever. He didn't do it for the money. He did it Mm -hmm. to vindicate his his good name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I understand Johnny Depp. I, I myself uh, used to partake and party. 
Um, I myself am a creative type. I myself, uh, I understand Johnny Depp. He's um, he's a, a quiet and shy and kind of kickback dude. Um, I get him, and um, I've I've been around women who are, uh, you know, uh, hardened aggressive success driven women and while i don't think there's anything wrong with being success driven uh i find her tactics to be just uh uncompromising she just doesn't seem to have uh any sense of understanding of where the line should be and 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 that's even her counsel seemed to follow suit with that and so that's why it reminds me of like the fox news left versus right thing is that um People nowadays don't, like, there's just so many hateful extremists out there who uh, don't uh, understand where the line of decency should be, and that's why I was so careful during this for people to understand is that I'm not a Johnny Depp mega fan, I'm I'm just, I don't, I don't believe her because she's not, and and nobody believes her, like 95% of, of all people, including experts, just don't feel like that's what went down because she kept changing her story. There was a lot of inconsistencies and it felt like a performance and a poor one at that. But Mm -hmm. that being said, I want her to raise her child in peace and and dignity. I feel like Johnny Depp fans should leave her alone. We should not cancel her. If, if Hollywood doesn't want to work with her, that's on them. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't want any of this to uh, perpetuate. I want, You know, that's what these things are for is to duke it out now so that we don't have to duke it out later. Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel like our our society isn't emotionally intelligent enough to let bygones be bygones and to forgive and forget and to move on. What do you feel about is going to happen with that? Yeah, I think I absolutely agree that that people that believed him and are fans of his need to just leave her alone. Yeah, that's. It's done. It's over. It's done. He said his piece. He got he got what he needed. Just leave her alone. And yeah, like I honestly think as far as going forward, it's up to to people in Hollywood whether they want to work with her, whether she's going to be bankable. Well, exactly. If she's she's bankable, then do it. Yeah. But if not, then that's on her and that's her deal. And I'm not going to pile on to anything. Well, I'm kind of an eye for an eye person. She tanked his career for six years, I believe. She needs to be tanked for six years. And then I hope after that she has terrific success. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I hope that she can pay reparations towards the way she hurt the Me Too movement. Yeah. Hurt domestic survivor, uh, the movement. Um, Mm -hmm. She'll never admit her own wrongdoing, and that's unfortunate. Her lawyers don't seem to to want to, they don't seem to care about how they're um, spinning all this. Um, and that's unfortunate. But, yes, at the end of the day, uh, I think Johnny won uh, in the court of public opinion. He also won the lion's share uh, in the jury uh, with the jury in the court uh, proceedings. And so, yeah, my hope is that uh, that uh, the movement, the, the Me Too movement can move on, that feminism uh, remains strong, uh, but that hopefully from now on, people don't just jump on the bandwagon. I am so tired of people just hearing awful things and assuming the worst without vetting it themselves. Yeah, 
it, absolutely, and that's what the media did. It's and intellectual laziness it in the society. Yeah, and that's what the media did, and now they're doubling down mm. on it because now they can't, you know, nobody can admit that they were wrong. Yeah. Because that's what our society is, and right. it's just, it's doing a disservice to that stuff, and I just hope everything can calm down and move on the way it should be able to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we... We here can sit here and uh, get all up at arms about stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, these are two people that are never going to enter our lives. (laughs) And yet we feel like so personally attacked when things don't go our way or when things, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it kind of reminds me of a saying I said, even in our in our justice system, even when you get 100% your way, you're only getting 86% your way because that's the bureaucracy of our system. Mm-hmm. At the yeah. end of the day, you know, what's admissible, what's not admissible. Um, it always feels to me like even when you completely get your way nowadays in our justice system, you're not entirely getting your way. You're getting mostly, but um, there's always seems to be some watered down version of justice just because our system is set up that way, what do you think about our justice system in general and the bureaucracy therein, where even when you get your way, you're not getting 100% your way, you're getting only kind of mm-hmm. mostly your way? Yeah, I, there's definitely problems with our justice system, absolutely. Ugh, it's, it's a mess. one way and not, it's, it, it is an absolute mess, but it's, it's, it's a what we've got, and I think... Well, we it just feels have to, to me try to work with it and try to make it better. If we yeah, can. well, it feels to me like we're giving way too much credit for interlopers and bad players, where bad arguments and um, uh, people with bad agendas, uh, bad motives, can kind of interject their piece and be given equal say. And yeah. while you know, I guess that's my point is that when you're an empath. You know when people are right. lying, yeah. you know when people are manipulating, and you know when people aren't coming correct, and yeah. yet, under the rule of law, we're supposed to give everybody an equal Everybody's right to a say, and I yeah. believe that in theory, but yeah. it just feels like it's allowing a lot of um, agendas and, and bad things to enter into our, you know, it's getting political. It does, and it's very messy, but at the same time... It, everyone does have to be allowed to say their piece, and that's what juries are for. They're there to hopefully right. impartially listen and, and intuit things and know what's going on. And Well, I couldn't help thinking about like how this would have played out if this was two poor people, you know, yeah. with the public defenders. You know, I just feel like, like the reason why, I, I mean, I'm not a criminal. I, I don't do anything wrong, but even if I were to... I would be afraid to do anything wrong for fear that I can't afford to defend yeah, myself properly. And that is one of the huge you know, problems with my uncle's sitting system. in a fucking jail cell today because he couldn't hire a good lawyer. Yeah. Even though what he did is not even anybody else with any wealthy person would have gotten off scot free. Yeah. And that is one of the huge problems with the, with the justice system is that, yeah, poor people don't stand a chance and rich people can kind of buy their way into it. And yeah. it's, it's absolutely unfair. Well, and that's like, um, I, I, you know, I had this issue with uh, my phone. I'm having an issue with my uh, Google Pixel phone. And while I love Google, I have all Google products. I contacted them to say, hey, you know, I've got this Google Pixel 5A. It has the biggest uh, battery in on the market. 
and yet I'm only getting four or five hours of, of life out of it. And uh, they said, well, you have two options. You can even either do an, a direct exchange or uh, you can uh, put your credit card and, and because you have to send your phone in. And I said, well, I, I, then I won't have a phone. You know, for two weeks or whatever. Right. And so they're saying it's like they're rewarding people like who, who have credit cards who can afford to put who can who can afford to put five, six, seven hundred dollars on hold for two weeks until they get the phone to release those funds. I can't. So the thing is, yeah, if you don't have a credit card to put that on, they're going to take it out of your your debit account. Exactly. So that means that I would have no money. For yeah. several weeks yeah. while I'm waiting for them to release mm-hmm. those holds. And I told her, I said, it unfairly, uh, you know, it, it unfairly judges and, and, and it gives an unfair advantage to people who don't have a credit card or who don't have the funds to, to, ha- to put on hold. And so yeah. that, that is kind of a metaphor for an, our entire system, I believe, is that we have this tendency to uh, just... Uh, you know, uh, justice is only as good as your finances, and I find yeah. that so. All parts of society up, man. benefit the rich. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you know whether you're for Johnny or not for Johnny. That's not the point of this episode. The point of the episode is that um, you know we, as a culture and society, all deal with mental health problems even johnny depp you know being wealthy is a great salve but it's not it's not everything you know they still have real life problems and uh, money can buy your way out of a lot of shit but that doesn't mean that it buys your way out of everything you still have mental health issues uh and so that's what i kind of want people to think about when it comes to the johnny depp trial is is how can we as a culture and society improve how can we uh process what we just saw and have good mental health and and stick up and stand up for domestic violence survivors how can we have good mental health um what do you think what what's the takeaway here i think it's good that it brought it into the limelight to kind of show that yeah like you said even even the rich and famous suffer from mental health issues and it shouldn't be something that's to be ashamed of or shoved under the rug. So I think that was good. And I think it also brought out the whole like males as domestic abuse victims. Yeah. And well, that's a good thing to have brought out into the, into the public. Well, I definitely think there's a double standard. It's like when, you know, Oh, Oh, I'm sure like when, like, like men are abused. I'm sure like not all men are gigantic buff dudes. Some, you know, there's some women out there who are very, not necessarily physically bigger or physically stronger, but they're, they're very, you know, uh, aggressive type of women who might be able to dominate or domineer over a, a more, uh, you know, yeah. shy well, and timid even, man. Even if it is someone that is physically imposing, if if a woman hits someone like that and doesn't leave a mark, if he would retaliate and hit back and did leave a mark, well, you know where that's going to go. Yeah, gonna automatically go. you're going to side with yeah. the one who has yeah, the mark so left just, on them. Yeah. Right, so right. it's just in society, just as far as men admitting that things like that can happen, it's just, it's such a taboo thing and it shouldn't be. Like, yeah. people should be able to come forward when things like that are happening and be believed. And Right. What do you think about this trial? Because like I said, I mean, we are not into 
all this kind of he said, she said stuff. We are not celebrity gossip people. What was it about this particular case you think that just was different for us? Why was it so addicting? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it was that way for a lot of people. I think for yeah. a lot of people it was it was an escape from all the shit that's going on in the world. I think and that's I've, it. It, it doesn't so many... remind you of anything. It doesn't remind right. you of Ukraine. It doesn't remind yeah. you of political politics it doesn't remind you of the bad economy it just yeah it's its own thing and it just i don't know it's a good distraction i guess it was and i've seen people on facebook well you all talking about this what about the ukraine well i can i can keep things compartmentalized i can think about more than one thing at once and it was and it's kind of it it's kind of sad that not saying that we used it as entertainment when it's these people going through this. Oh, it is definitely thing. entertainment. But it is entertainment. <laughs> and, you know, they chose to televise it. And yeah. I think that was on his part because he wanted to get his story out there. And I think it was just, it was just a, a retreat from all the, the shit norm. going on in real life. All the and negativity just, of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, you guys, I mean, the reason why we wanted to talk about this is we just wanted to get it off our chest and uh, at the end of the day, we just want to put it to bed. We There's no ill will on my part towards Amber. Uh, there's no ill will towards her lawyers. I just I just want to make sure Maybe that... Maybe a tiny bit. Huh? Maybe a tiny bit ill. Well, <laughs> my biggest issue is just like I said, with, like with politics, is that at the end of the day, sometimes uh, the people doing the bad stuff don't ever get their comeuppance because nobody's paying close enough attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's infuriating. And that's not to say that Democrats don't do stupid shit sometimes. But when you have literally a movement of people who are apologists, you've got all these fucking people getting shot in schools now. And they want to apologize for gun owners. They want to do all these things. They want to, they want to, it's like, oh, we have to do all these things except the thing that we should do, which yeah. is have proper gun control, mm-hmm. common sense gun control. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that's, we need more, you know, like if, if you know, because they're always saying that, that um, you know, uh, a bad person with a gun is usually stopped by a good person with a gun. But then what happened in New Dalve? The, the shooting there in Texas, yeah. uh, they were too scared to go do anything about yeah. it. So what, you yeah, know, th- that theory is, does window. not hold water. Yeah. Well, now they're saying, oh, well, they're doubling down on the, oh, teachers should be armed thing. Like, oh, give oh, me a God break. I, That's called the Mexican standoff and everybody dies. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is. Teachers shouldn't have to deal with that. They well, I'm a veteran. I'm, a, I'm an ammunition specialist. That was my specialty in the military. I've been shooting guns since I was eight years old. Um, I don't do it a lot now. I'm not a gun owner now. I just don't feel that guns better your life. If I thought that I needed one, I perhaps might get one for self-defense. But at the end of the day, I just don't see how guns solve problems. To me, it feels like a man with a fetish. A man with a fetish towards guns. It's a gun fetish. We've got to change the culture of gun ownership. You know, uh, I used to say that the NRA used to be um, uh, just mild-mannered. And teach people uh, the proper use of guns. Um, and and it, it somehow grew into a culture of gun fetish extremism. And uh, we have to change the culture. And that goes for gun culture. That goes for our political culture. And that goes for um, you know the mass shootings in America. We should not be putting children in situations where it, they're the ones that are having to do everything when 
the politicians do virtually nothing. I just, good grief. Well, it's, yeah. Our politics, man. You know, and that's why I just say, if you're having bad mental health, um, you know, find a, a good escapism. For us, it was the Johnny Depp trial. If that's not your cup of tea, you know, maybe it's the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show, or maybe it's Better Call Saul, or maybe it's a good book. At the end of the day, you guys, um, what it really boils down to is that I'm not trying to take sides. I have nothing against Amber. I want her to live a good life. I want her to move on. I want them all to move on. Um, uh, just that I didn't think the evidence bared out for her. Um, and I do feel like she was manipulating and taking advantage of a movement, taking advantage of the media, taking advantage of people's uh, inherent bias that we usually believe women 99.9% of the time and uh, I just don't know. The, the worst kind of woman to me is the one that would, you know, can you imagine if some guy served 20 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit all because of a lie? It happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, yep. it's disturbing to me as a man to think that a woman could do that. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think all women would do that, there oh, are no. a few Most would not bad eggs but. out there who are willing to do that to save face. And that is disturbing to yeah. me disgusting yeah well and that's why i think at the end of the day we really have to reevaluate our media culture feels like the media always has a a bias and then when they're wrong they have this tendency to not have the ball sack to admit their wrongdoing yeah Yeah, absolutely so i don't know it just you know when it comes to bias i that's why i really do feel that um we all have to really challenge our own biases uh, challenge the media, and um, honestly, if 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 you're not getting a lot of growth and happiness out of the culture and times today, to pull back, pull away, and look for something that gives you a peace of mind, because I think that's what we're all hungering for. It's just to find something that feels real and good and pure. Um, it's hard, man, because social media. There's so many egos and agendas out there, and that's why. I'm always talking about it because I feel like there's so many people just, they don't want to work. They just want to go out and get famous and then they take advantage of other people and the fame that they can achieve. And uh, it's like, good grief. Like, we all need to get a grip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyways, you got anything else for us, babe? No, I think we cover a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. um, I'm totally fibro today. I'm not feeling great. um, But I didn't want to take another week off. Uh, I just want you guys to know that we are going to try to get a few good paranormal uh, episodes in before the season end. Uh, it's just that we are a new and growing brand. We're trying to get better. We're trying to grow and become the best show that we can be. Um, and so there's going to be changes. There's going to be growing pains. And so, uh, you guys, we are not a corporation. We don't have lawyers and think tanks. We're just trying to figure this out as we go along. So if you can... Please be patient and uh, just kind of give us a break here and there. Uh, We're trying to put out the best and the most thoughtful content that we can, the most honest content that we can. Um, But, uh, you know, I just felt like mental health uh, needs to take a front seat nowadays because at the end of the day, ghosts and the paranormal are fun and interesting, but um, there's only so much you can really say about it at the end of the day. But, But mental health, you know, is the gift that keeps on giving. There's always more to say about it, you know? Yes, there is. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, babe. I, I think you had a spot-on analysis. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, women need to be believed, but also, um, I guess, 
just in closing, what would you say to women who, who perhaps don't feel like they're going to be believed? Um, obviously, we don't want them to get in trouble and have to take all these pictures. But how can yeah. a woman arm herself uh, so that she can be believed and, and have credibility uh, uh, when she's dealing with a situation like that? Well, by being a credible person, like just to bring up Popcorn Planet mm-hmm. one more time. Um, he was having a conversation with Kim on there today and she's a survivor and and she said, well, what mm-hmm. made you believe me? What made you believe that I was going through right. it? And he's like, well, you're a credible person. That's just being consistent, just being consistent and being credible and being truthful. And I, I think people, you know, because I think that was the thing about Amber is that her personality was all over the place. And so at first I was like, well, maybe that's just a sign of trauma, of the trauma. But yeah. then as I got through it more and more and more, the more I sat through it, the more I realized, no, that's not consistent of trauma. Mm-hmm. That's consistent with uh, just trying to manipulate people yeah. And so, I mean, what's what's the deciding factor? I mean, you know, because we, we women who go through trauma might have inconsistent behaviors. Uh, how, how do we differentiate the difference? Yeah. Well, that's the hard part. And that's the part where you just have to <clears throat> really listen to someone and really pay attention to what they're doing and how they are acting. Because, yeah, she did. And it's kind of like she was textbook in in her inconsistencies. It was yeah. textbook like, oh, well, PTSD survivors sometimes will have holes, so I'm going to have holes and this and that. And it's just, yeah. it just comes down to being a real person. It felt like I she think. read up and, on what she should have yeah. to do to make it believable. Yeah. And it became so textbook that she would spell it out, but it didn't it bear didn't out in her real. demeanor. Yeah, it just it didn't feel She's not yeah. good enough of an actress to bear that yeah. out. I just... I don't know. Yeah, and it, <laughs> she did do a great disservice to it, I think, and it's just, and it, it's gonna make it harder, I think, for some people. And I just, <clears throat> I, people just have to be able to, to say their truth and be believed, and it's just, it comes down to being a, a truthful person, right? So, you guys, if anybody out there is having a problem with domestic violence, um, we want to believe. Everybody should believe you. If you're having trouble, I just found the number. Help is available. It's called the National Domestic Violence Hotline. The number is 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you could also text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. That is START to 88788. You got anything else for us, babe? I just want to just don't let her being complete shit deter you from trying to get help. Well, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, uh, she's got her own agenda. She does not speak for all people. And um, uh, just because uh, people don't believe her doesn't mean that people aren't going to believe you. Uh, Credible people uh, uh, are usually 99.9% believed. So don't be afraid to speak out and get the help that you need. Uh, you got anything else for us, babe? Um, no. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for indulging us on this episode. We get, we had to get it off our chest, (laughs) get it, get, you know, we gotta, you know, you gotta, 
you know, make our make make our amends and put it to rest, it's put it to bed for weeks on end. So we yeah, bookend it a little bit exactly to bookend it. But uh, anyways, you guys, uh, we will be back one more time this week, and we will be back next week. We're gonna do a show about UFOs. There was a, a UAP a congressional hearing uh, through our uh, government. There was a big governmental hearing where they're actually. Uh, not only admitting that UFOs exist, but they want people to speak out. And so we're going to go into the weeds about that uh, and some of the research that we did on that. Uh, but uh, we'll be back one more time this week. I've got a few more episodes for you for this season. And then we're going to go on hiatus. I need it. I'm burning out. I'm having a fibro flare up. And I'm just, uh, I, I got to take a vacation, man. I'm just, you know, because I love doing this and I love doing this for you guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I got to take care of me too sometimes, you know? Absolutely. So anyways, thanks you guys. Have a good one and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.